Have you heard people say they don't have the money to homeschool? Well, maybe that's true if you're considering some big ticket curriculum, one for each kid, each grade level. But if you're here listening to this podcast or reading along at the blog, you're at least open to the idea that you could create a rich learning environment without that big curriculum purchase. So maybe you're hopping onto this podcast, hoping I'm going to give you a bunch of ideas for low budget resources. Don't worry, I am. Our Unschooling Mom to Mom Facebook group, which now has 45,000 members, moms and dads interested in unschooling. Well, we gathered 40 different things for you to do with your kids to create that full, rich learning environment, all low cost or free. I've pulled it together for you in a single page PDF, because I'll tell you, unschooling parents find a way. I'm so glad to show you what I mean. So don't miss out on this free PDF. It's at the blog and also in the show notes. And if you're new to the Unschooling Mom to Mom podcast, I'm Sue Patterson, your host. I unschooled my own kids who are 33, 31, and 28, each taking different paths, all successfully pursuing what interested them. Doors didn't close. They got into college or other higher level learning institutions tied to their interest. They own homes and businesses and families, and they loved their childhoods. And I'm here because I want that for you too. I have courses and guides and communities, all sorts of ways to help you over at the unschoolingmomtomom.com website. So go look around. But today we're talking about what to do if we're pinching pennies. How can we unschool on a budget? The most obvious expense unschoolers avoid is curriculum. Countless numbers of parents talk about being convinced a particular curriculum would be a great fit, only to dread seeing it gather dust on some shelf somewhere. So we get to skip that. And that money can be used elsewhere. Money that would have been spent on fundraisers or tuition or uniforms or books can now go towards season passes and road trips and faster internet and hobbies and curiosities, a reallocation of funds, so to speak. But before we dive in, I do want to acknowledge that having less funds can be harder. Whether you're raising kids in or out of school, it takes a certain amount of money. And sometimes families shift their priorities so their children can have more of what they need to flourish. So here's the truth. When you have time to spend with your kids and you can help them expand their world somehow, following their interests and exploring curiosities with them, valuing their choices and helping them develop confidence, that doesn't take money. So when we first started our unschooling journey back in the 90s, I knew a woman named Janie Levine. She was in Washington State and was unschooling her teenager. She said, all you really need is a bus pass and a library card. I always want to share that with anyone and everyone. So don't let anyone tell you and don't tell yourself otherwise. All right. So with a little bit of creativity, Parents can make the shifts needed to unschool, even when the funds are low. Lots will depend on the parent's attitude. 
looking for abundance instead of scarcity, getting out of that comparison game. These two mindset shifts will really help you. Families are shifting towards prioritizing, creating a full, rich life for our kids means that it doesn't have to be expensive. It's just a little bit of shift. Sometimes our priorities before unschooling may have been different. And one of the huge advantages to unschooling is having the ability to pivot when you see fit. No outside approval needed. No, we have to finish this first. No wasted money. The situation changes or the intention changes. And you can do whatever you need to do. So in order to do that, let's talk about a little bit first, making some shifts. We can always shift our financial priorities. We just have to weigh out what matters most. If you've been caught up in the keeping up with the Joneses rat race, you might consider rethinking that. It's the first place to make cuts. Those things you spend money on that are for appearances sake. They might even be big. You might consider buying a smaller home, a used car, a thrift shop purchase, changing to more flexible work schedules. My point is to think about where you're putting your money and where could you make some changes. The next mind shift has to do with parenting choices. Parents are obviously responsible for all the finances, but that's not a forever thing. Sometimes we need to remind ourselves that we have our entire lives to do what we want to do. If you're thinking there's still one thing you'd like to have, maybe you can make sacrifices in other areas and get it. Or maybe you need to remind yourself that there's plenty of time when the kids are grown. I'm not saying You can't have what you want while they're still under your roof. Far from it. A huge advantage of unschooling is living right alongside our kids, making choices and loving our lives too. But I'm mentioning this because full-time parenting usually only lasts about a quarter of your life. Everything doesn't have to happen all at once. It helps to remember that we have choices all the time. So the next is about developing self-confidence. If you're leaning toward that math curriculum that says it will handle it all for you, it's time to notice something. Growing up in a capitalist society, as most of us have, we've really been trained to do two things. Throw money at a problem if we get nervous and find an expert, because certainly we're not smart enough or capable enough to manage our own lives. Marketing has pushed us to spend more often more than we even have. And then that contributes to feeling badly about ourselves. We follow their advice, we buy the stuff, then the kids don't like it or it's not that great. And we blame ourselves instead of the company for making something lame. And that idea about finding experts, John Holt talks about how we're conditioned to not trust ourselves. So it's no wonder we tend to want to push the responsibility off our shoulders and onto someone who seems more competent. So this is a mind shift idea to be aware of and maybe to work on. And the fourth shift is to stop making comparisons. We're all on budgets of some sort, or most of us are. And some of us have really been heavily indoctrinated with comparisons. We can feel jealous or envious about others having more. 
My mom used to always tell me, the Gettys are jealous of the Rockefellers. No one is ever satisfied. (laughs) But I think we can read more about abundance and scarcity and get ourselves onto steadier ground. We want to individualize our lives. So that means what other people are doing isn't even relevant. Okay, so how to unschool on a budget. Let's think about what we have right under our noses, everyday life at home. We have simple ways available where we could cut back and still create that fabulous learning environment we want to provide. So games and toys is first on the list. Offer a variety of learning opportunities all the time. Don't feel like you have to run out and buy curriculum to make sure they learn the basics or any subject, really. Cards and dice games are all about math. Setting up scenes for My Little Pony or Lego Cities is all about creative writing. Story developments start in the imagination. And don't tie it to writing if your kids don't like to write. But characters and story arcs, you can hear that in their imaginative play. So garage sales and thrift stores are great spots to get new games to try out at a fraction of the price. Cooking together, which could include budgeting or servings or dividing up the cookies fairly. Maybe it's casual conversations about nutrition and how foods affect our bodies. You're probably already doing that. That counts too. Decorating or noticing shapes and patterns in the room, it's all geometry. Building forts in the living room helps kids understand even more in that area. Technology, I don't want you to be afraid of technology. Think of it as just another another wonderful thing on the buffet. And when your budget is limited, having Wi-Fi can bring in so many opportunities to learn. From Googling to videos to games and apps, it can all help expand your kids' worlds. Don't let society's anti-internet perspective keep you from all the free information that's available for you and for your kids. YouTube has so many options on whatever topic interests your child, whether it's a video to see alpacas, you know, watch a tutorial or how to start your own YouTube channel. It's all there for you at whatever learning level your kids or you might need. Online resources such as educational websites or videos or tutorials, they're there. And many of these resources are free and can be found through a quick internet search. So when we go out and about and we're looking out into our communities, you know, I remember my kids saying, why do they call us homeschoolers when we're hardly ever at home? (laughs) Well, we did have a few years where we were on the go a lot. So let me share what I know about tapping into the community without breaking the bank. So libraries have a lot going on, and not that many people are taking advantage of them anymore. So hop over there to see for yourself. Check out their story times if your kids are younger or other events they may have on the schedule for the month for bigger kids too. Sometimes they'll let you borrow videos and games as well as the books. And many libraries have really interesting structures and art on display. So look around. Museums, many of them have a free day, weekly or monthly. They also offer free or low-cost educational programs from time to time. It may be worth buying a membership so that you can take advantage of the members-only benefits. You know, when we lived in California, we looked at different museum membership programs. 
Sometimes you could find a lower cost membership somewhere that had reciprocity at more expensive museums. So be sure to look around and compare costs and advantages if you have multiple museums nearby. And in case unschooling is new for you and you're not sure why you'd want to spend the money, think of the science and the history and the geography that comes from these museums. It's worth the investment. After all, you're not paying for those big curriculum packages that that are just going to sit on the shelf. Recreation centers nearby offer classes for kids too. And if art isn't your thing, but your kids love it, maybe that would be something to check out. Parks, you know, find out where all the parks are in your community and schedule time to play at each one. Big parks as well as little obscure spots in neighborhoods. Find out what they like and don't like with each. Soon you'll have your favorites. Hike and bike trails are another option. While you're outside, where are they? They're free. And even if you're not super athletic, a stroll along easy trails will give you opportunities to talk about details of what you're seeing. And that's a ton of science and math. Plants, animals, weather, distance, so many topics are springing up around you. Farmers markets and local festivals give you opportunities to expand the world even more, learning a little about the agricultural, even entrepreneurial sides of your community. What produce is in season? What festival themes are chosen and why? Dollar movie theaters or matinees offer the movie theater experience at a much lower price. And remember, Movies bring language arts opportunities with that story and character development, as well as the discussions afterwards. So get connected. It might be worth starting up your own local group to give kids an opportunity to play with others who share their interests. When they're little, it can be simply playing together at a park on a certain day. As they get older, it may be more topic-driven or field trip-oriented. These can still be free. You just need a couple of core families who will come and then others will join you too. Sometimes you can post in a Facebook group something like, my 10-year-old loves, I don't know, jewelry making or tree climbing or playing board games. Anybody else? And creating groups like this can provide a support system for both you and your kids. It's also a great way to share resources and ideas for low-cost learning activities. Networking within your community may open doors for future jobs for them as they get older. All three of my kids did various formal and informal apprenticeships that led to paid work down the road. So unschooling is a great way for children to learn and grow on their own terms. You already know that. With a little creativity and resourcefulness, it can be done on a tight budget. So I have a favor to ask. Subscribing and liking and commenting are what keeps podcasts going. If you could take a minute and be sure you're subscribed to this podcast. And if you're enjoying the podcast, leave a comment. This will let the powers that be know that we have something good here and they'll share it with other people. I would appreciate that. Okay, that's it from me for this week. Enjoy your kids. Happy unschooling. And we'll talk again soon.